You're listening to a session of Come Celebrate, hosted by the Bay Christian Family Church. So good to be back in South Africa at the Bay and be with your pastors. Man, I just, I love it. What an incredible gift you have in them. How many are grateful for your pastors? How many are grateful for Apostle Pastor Gene? I tell you what, and, and uh, you just had your birthday. They didn't invite me early enough for the birthday party. They just make a video. They, but anyway, I'm glad to be here anyway. But you guys are blessed to have just one of the most incredible, probably I, I'm, a, I'm a little intimidated just having to preach after him. I tried to grab his iPad when I was coming up here <laughs> instead of mine because I thought maybe the notes would be better. But uh, one of the best Bible teachers in all the world, uh, Apostle Alan Bagg, amen. And, uh, and just such a, a legend in ministry and just to watch his life and now to see the kids worshiping and serving and preaching and the whole family is just amazing. Love you guys and so grateful to get to be a part uh, of what you're, uh, what you're doing here in South Africa. What a gift. Now, don't expect me to preach as good as he just did, okay? I don't want to disappoint you, but I can't be him. I, I, wish, I, could, I wish I could preach like that, teach like that. I just got to be me. Is that okay? Yeah. You know, you all, we all have our own gift. I can't unwrap your gift. You can't unwrap mine. So don't expect me to be him. Don't expect me to be Pastor Ott. He's going to be here tomorrow. Boss y'all. <laughs> I wish I could. You get saved now. Uh, yeah, I, I love him, but I can't be him, right? I, I can't be Joel Osteen. <laughs> hey, man. Good to see you, guy. God is good. I just got to be me. I got to unwrap my gift, and I, I like gifts. Today's a gift, right? I mean, the, the fact that you woke up, had breath in your body, what a gift. I love, how, many like, how many like getting gifts? Yeah, how many like giving gifts? Yeah, my, my, my wife and I just had our anniversary. We have been happily married now for uh, 17 years. And uh, we just had our 25th wedding anniversary. And uh, we were... <laughs> anyway, some of y'all get that later. But um, we, we had our anniversary the other day. And she said, she, she said honey, she, woke, she goes, you know, today's our anniversary. I said, I know. She said, I had a dream last night. You were going to give me a diamond necklace. She said, what do you think that means? I said, tonight when we go to dinner, you're going to find out. She was so excited. We went to dinner that night. and I, I gave her a gift. She's ripping the paper off that thing. And I'd, I'd bought her this book on the meaning of dreams. And... Um, I had no idea what it meant, but I hope that, I hope that helped her anyway. So, ah. But anyway, whatever your gift is, unwrapping. I could, you know, I can't think of anything worse than getting a gift and not enjoying it, right? And here's this gift, life. Enjoy it. Some of us, some people just, oh, I'm just trying to get by, just get through another day. No, it's time to, Wake up, right? Awake. A lot of people in the world are getting woke, but the church is getting awake, right? 
and uh, and watch what God does. That's just at the beginning of three days. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. All right. Um, I got my mother-in-law gift the other day. Um, speaking of gifts, I don't know here if you guys you buy your your we call it a cemetery plot, but where you where you bury someone, you could buy it ahead of time, right? A gravesite. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I got one of those for my mother-in-law a couple of Christmases. A couple of Christmases ago. Anyway, I didn't get her anything last year, and she was mad at me. You didn't give me. You didn't give me anything for Christmas this year. I'm like, you didn't use what I got you the, the last time. I'm just saying, you know, when you get someone a gift, right? You want them to use it. But uh, anyway, it's good to be back in South Africa. I already had me some biltong, and I'm just waiting for some malva pudding. You guys, you guys are the ones that introduced me to malva pudding. I've learned so much from Pastor. I remember I was coming to meet Pastor for breakfast one time when I was here, and I was running late, and so I called him to tell him I'm running a few minutes late. He said, okay, I'll see you now. And I said, no, I'm late. He said, yeah, yeah, I'll see you now. I go, no, no not now. I'm going to be there later. And then I, that's how I learned what now and now, now. See you now, see you now, now. I didn't, I, we don't do that. We just, I thought, no, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> anyway, and they introduced me to Malva Pudding. And, and I just, I recently did that, um, that, that DNA test. They call it 23andMe or something. Where they do the DNA test, find out where you're from and your whole history and all that. And I found out that I am 1% African. I'm pretty sure it must be South Africa. I miss this. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just at home. So let's, all right, let's look at, let's look at this. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to do kind of what pastors do. I'm just going to keep going as long as, you know, over the next few days here. Uh, uh, so this is just going to be one long sermon for not, not three days. There'll be breaks of about, <laughs> about 23 hour and 10 minute breaks or 40 minute breaks between them. But anyway, uh, uh, I want to, I want us to look at something. I feel my assignment. Uh, just over the next three days is to to give you a little warning, and uh, I, and and I, I was just kind of praying about it. Last last night uh, I got to the hotel and I I was looking at the stairwell and there was a, uh, the the stairs kind of came down and there was a sign that said "Mind your head," and I said that's what I need to tell them to mind your head, mind your head, watch what you think about. So my goal is to kind of give you, I'm, 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 I'm a doctor, so I'm, I'm here just to give you a little checkup. A little checkup from the neck up, right? Uh, we're gonna try to get rid of some stinking thinking over here as, as, we, as we look at this. Um, you ever go to the doctor for a checkup? Yeah, and a guy went into the doctor, and they said, doctor, I'm in pain everywhere. Everywhere I touch, it hurts. I touch my elbow, it hurts. I touch my shoulder, it hurts. My head, my knee, everywhere I touch, it hurts. The doctor said, let me check you out. He looked at him. He said, I know what the problem is. You got a broken finger. <laughs> everywhere I touch it. So that's not, that's, so. All right. God gave apostle word at the beginning of the year to enhance Eliminate. All right, I'm making sure y'all been listening. Enhance. So we're going to talk about over the next three days, maybe tonight we're going to talk about how to enhance our mindset. It means to improve the quality of our thinking. How many would admit at some point you've limited yourself by your own thinking? 
Your own thinking is limited. Yeah. And so we're going to learn how to do that. How, we're, then we're going to talk about how to eliminate some wrong thinking. Sometimes we get wrong thinking. We limit us. I, I wish I, I went to the dentist recently to get my teeth cleaned and they got out that dental floss and started digging in there. And, and, and I, I said, that hurts so much doing that dental floss. I said, well, the point of it is to get that stuff that's stuck that shouldn't be there to get it out. And I said, man, if I could, I'd just, just kind of open up the top of everybody's head and get some mental floss and get in there and let's, let's just, we're gonna get some mental floss and get unstuck some of those things that are keeping you stuck and we're gonna eliminate those things that don't need to be in your mindset. So when you change the way you look at things, the things that you're looking at begin to, begin to change, right? And so, um, and then I just think outside of your salvation, the greatest way to turn your life around is to turn around the way you, the way you think. Mindset matters. I think my, my most recent book that came out is called Mindset Matters. The moment you begin to think differently, different things begin to happen. So then the lastly, we're gonna expand, say expand. And, and we should be able to expand our thinking. Uh, I mean, Ephesians 3.20 will help us do that, right? And so how many believe we serve in Ephesians 3.20, God? I like the way in the message translation or, or, or version it says, God can do anything far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. So we should be some big dreamers. So enhance, eliminate, expand. Uh, how, how many would like to be doing better than you're doing right now? In some area of your life, you'd like to be doing better than you're doing right now. Okay, if you're not doing as well as you'd like to be doing, it just means there's something you don't know. And when I, when, when I heard that, I went from being a know-it-all to being a learn-it-all. There's just something you don't know. That's where wisdom comes in. Proverbs 4, 7 says wisdom is the principal thing, and whatever you do, get wisdom. So we're going to get some wisdom in the area of our mindset. If you want tomorrow to be different than today, learn something today that will make tomorrow different. If you go into tomorrow with the same information you have today, you won't really have a tomorrow. You'll just have a longer today. So it's important that you learn something every single day, right? I try to learn something every single day. And I have learned that there's a big difference between the person of Jesus and the principles of Jesus. The person of Jesus prepares you for heaven. The principles of Jesus prepare you for earth. The person of Jesus creates your peace. The principles of Jesus create your prosperity. And so there are ungodly people who use godly principles to achieve ungodly results. While the church, we ignore the principles or don't know the principles, wonder why we struggle, yet the principles are there. I've, I've been on a, a tour the last several years. Uh, if, if you ever see the show Shark Tank, I don't know if you get the show here. Uh, with I've been on tour with the guys from Shark Tank. Uh, some of, uh, about half of what I do is, uh, is a lot in the corporate arena. So they would call me a motivational speaker and that's fine if they call me that. I'm not a motivational speaker. Um, I don't really think there's any such thing as a motivational speaker. Because uh, 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 no one can really motivate you but you. Right? Now I don't tell them I'm not a motivational speaker. They were paying me a lot of money to, <laughs> to be one. So I just went with it. But I hope, to be, I hope to be an inspirational speaker a little bit. I hope I inspire you a little bit. I, I hope to educate you, give you some, uh, some stuff to learn, some things. Edu but my real goal in the next couple of days here is to be a transformational speaker. 
that something I, I say would transform the way you see things or look at things that would cause you to wake up, awake, and, and, and be everything that God created you to be, all right? So we're going to mind our head. We're going to watch our head. Because life will not allow you to enjoy more success than you think you deserve. If the way that you've thought and the way that you've believed up until now was capable of producing what you desire, you'd already have what you desire. And most of us said there's some areas of our life we like to be doing better than we're doing right now. So obviously you don't have everything you desire. So if you don't currently have everything you desire, maybe it's wrong thinking or maybe it's some wrong believing that's caused that. So my, my goal is to help introduce us to some new ways of thinking over the next few days. Maybe that'll help us produce the results that God has promised us. The pastor just talked about those promises of God and, and those things that we desire. So, so it's a, just a different way. We, we're actually talking about maybe reprogramming ourselves a little bit and, and creating a new, more powerful belief system an understanding that's designed to help us really receive from God those miracles that Pastor was just talking to us about. Receive the miracles uh, from God. I, how many believe God's still doing miracles? Yeah. Now here, I will tell you this. The more wisdom you have, the less miracles you'll need. Um, now, I believe in miracles. I love miracles. I thank God for miracles. But how many have ever made this statement? If I knew back then what I know now, let me see if you ever made that statement. Yeah. You, see, you don't really have a, a money problem. You just have a wisdom problem. You don't really have marriage problems. You have wisdom problems. You don't have uh, health problems. A lot of times it's just wisdom problems. If I would have had the wisdom to make the right decisions then, from the word of God, I would have never ended up in the position now where I just need God to come through with a miracle. So God's like, I'm trying to give you wisdom. Now, I'm, I'm not saying don't believe for miracles. I believe God's going to do some miracles this week. So people are going to receive healing right now. Matter of fact, if you need healing, I just encourage you to receive it right now. Why wait till the end of service to receive it? Someone at one of the other campuses is, is in, in your right uh, leg, in the side of your leg, down into your knee. You're having a lot of pain right now, even while you're sitting there. And I just believe God's just going to bring healing to you. And you just receive it right there, wherever you are. Whatever it is you need, why wait till the end of service? You can just get it now, right? And just pull that down and, and receive it. But uh, I, I believe my, my son's a miracle. He's, he's 17 now, and, and, uh, but we tried nine years before we finally, my wife finally got pregnant. Nine years, and she got pregnant. We were so excited for the miracle and uh, found out in the, in the uh, doctor's you know, visits that, that the baby was in her fallopian tube, and they were going to have to remove the baby. Well, we've been praying nine years for that. And, uh, and we had some people say, well, you know, it's, we'll keep praying too bad. You know, it's sorry. But no, I'm saying, no, 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 no. They haven't removed it yet. God's still got time to work here. They said, well, we're going to schedule the, the surgery to go in and remove it. I said, that's fine. Schedule it, but we're not giving up yet. We've been praying nine years for the answer. Why are we going to give up? And so often we give up too early, right? If God said it. Yeah, my mom had a little magnet on the refrigerator growing up. God said it, I believe it. That settles it, right? And, uh, and so we kept believing. They went in all the way to the morning. We went in for the surgery. They were doing the ultrasound uh, right before the last ultrasound before the surgery. And they said, wait, hold, hold on just a minute. Someone's made a huge mistake. Your baby's in your womb exactly where he's supposed to be. There's no... Well, they called it a mistake. We just called it a miracle. 
and she went on to carry him all nine months, and, and he came out perfect, you know. And, and well, he didn't—he's not, he's not perfect, but he came out. He came out. He actually didn't even come out perfect, but he was C-section. But anyway, <laughs> you know, you can't even tell though when you look at him. <laughs> the only way you can really tell he was born C-section is whenever he leaves the house, he goes through a window. <laughs> But other than that, he's totally normal. Other than that, he's a totally normal kid. So, okay. So if, if, if you don't have everything that you desire, that means that uh, you have to do something different. And I think it all begins with our thinking. So over the next three nights, thinking, believing, I believe, just tell the person next to you, say, your life's gonna change for the good being here. Yeah, you couldn't have picked a better place to be these next three days. I'm telling you, get in there all the sessions you can. Get in here in the morning, get in here ready, and I promise you, your life will be different. Because the biggest positive change you can make in your life is just to change the way you, you think. And, uh, and so what we're trying to do here, what Pastor was doing as he was teaching us was, was really helping us figure out how to take the promises of God off the pages of the Bible and see them happen in our life, right? And, and so, so I, b- I believe there's just there's a wide gap a lot of times between what God has said and what we're experiencing. And we're trying to close that gap for you over these few days uh, so that you can receive everything that God, God has for you. So um, I believe you'll, you'll, you'll see this. And there's just things that, there are things that are important to God he talks about a lot. Right, you, you know, there's some subjects in the Bible like finances. He talks about that a lot in, in the Bible, and I think it's important to him. That's why he talks about it so much. Uh, uh, but I mean, one of the things he talks about, I don't think there's anything hardly close to it, is our thinking. And and a lot of times, now not at a church like this where you got great teachers like you have, but we miss out on our our thinking or our mindset. And 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 so I'm gonna give you three things tonight. Uh, to look at as we enhance our mindsets. We watch our head. We, you, you, gotta, you, you gotta learn how to make your mind mind, right? You make your kid's mind. How many know your mind can go here and there sometimes? And you gotta learn how to get, make your mind mind. The enemy will put, listen, you control your thoughts. You can't blame your thoughts on the devil. Now he'll throw little darts at you or, or, or suggestions, but you, you have total control of your thoughts. Right, you got to learn how to do that. Cast down those imaginations and 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 that type of thing. So we'll talk about that maybe tomorrow. But let's let's start uh, Romans chapter twelve. Romans chapter twelve, verse number two, a scripture that I know that you know here. Uh, we're going to read it from the New Living Translation. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you. Let who transform you? God, God's going to transform you, not you. God's going to do it. He's going to transform you into a new person. Wouldn't it be awesome to leave this place, just a new person? After these next three days, just God do such incredible things. People are like, what is it? How's, he going to, how's God going to transform you into a new person? By what? What does it say? Changing the way you think. And then you'll learn to know God's will, uh, which is good and pleasing and perfect. First word I want you to write down. If you're taking notes, um, write down the word transformation. If you're not taking notes, just go ahead and write down the word transformation. 
I know you guys know how to take notes around here. Your, 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 your level of thinking, what that's saying is God will transform, this transformation comes, it changes the level of your, of your thinking. Conformed, which means formed or fashioned after. If you, you know, the, the, the Old Testament was in Hebrew, the New Testament was in, in Greek, and, and the Greek means to fashion oneself to someone else's pattern. So don't conform, don't fashion yourself to someone else's pattern when God has a much better pattern. God's plan, God has a great plan and a pattern for blessing your life and giving you an abundant life. But, uh, uh, um, but sometimes we conform to the pattern of the world, which is mediocre and just getting by. And, and when God's like, look, when you conform to his pattern, your thinking, your character, um, his pattern, he doesn't want you to conform to any other pattern than a totally victorious pattern that he's designed for your life. It assures that John 10, 10 scripture uh, uh, that you might have, and I, I love the way it says it in the Amplified Bible, uh, that you might have and enjoy, that's that enjoy life in there. I'm gonna use a couple of scriptures. I like the Amplified Bible. Do y'all use that much around here? It's, it's really, I never used to use it because I thought it was a girl Bible. And, um, but Joyce Meyer uses it all the time. And so I thought it was for girls, but, um, I, I started reading it and I, I like, I like what, um, the Amplified adds a lot of extra words to describe things. Maybe that is a girl Bible. That's a lot of extra. Anyway, um, the, 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 the next word there, transform, transform, uh, which was where we get the Greek word metamorpho, which is where we get the English word metamorphosis to change into a, or to transform, to undergo a change in form or in nature, right? Basically a change from the inside out. We used to sing a song when I was growing up. I've grown up in church my whole life. My dad's a preacher. My grandfather's a preacher. We used to sing this song. I've got something on the inside working on the outside. Something on the inside, that, that ugly caterpillar turns into a beautiful butterfly, a real transformation. In Romans 12, that's what it's talking about there, that change from the inside out. Not an outward appearance or an outward action, but a change that happens from with, within. Now, God did not say that you would be transformed by praying more. Didn't say you'd be transformed by reading your Bible more, by going to church more, by giving more, by changing your behavior, by confessing your sins. No, the Bible says, it uses the word transform, metamorpho, when it comes to renewing our mind. In other words, you'll be transformed by thinking differently. Now, listen, all those other things are vital and important to your Christian walk. Read your Bible more. Pray more, give more, serve more, do all those things. But the obvious truth is if you want to see your life and experience be different than it is right now, you're going to have to think differently than you did yesterday. You have to think, you have to think differently. You have to you, you get excited about this because as you commit to the process, as you awake and, and see this in a different way, um, you'll be presented with I promise you, you will be presented with a much more favorable set of circumstances in your life and more opportunities. The greatest positive change you'll ever make is change the way you think, transformation. Now, I'm gonna try to get through these three and then, and then we'll start breaking them down. Um, so I'm just kind of laying some groundwork. Is that okay? Is this helping you at all? 
Are you, are you, okay, declaration. Number two is, is declaration. Pastor's one of the greatest teachers on our words uh, that, you'll, that you'll ever hear. But, but the words that you speak. Now, the words you speak to yourself are important. The conversations you have with yourself are, 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 are important. Uh, and uh, and we'll, we'll talk on that a little bit. But your, your, your thoughts affect your words. Your words affect your action. It all kind of goes, goes back together. But the scripture that Pastor just taught us on, Joshua 1, verse 8. I copied as much off of his iPad as I could. <laughs> Study the book of instruction continually, the word of God. Meditate on it when? Yeah. When's that? Wednesday and night? All the time. All the time so that you'll be sure to obey, not just be a hearer but a doer, right? And obey everything written in it. And only then will you prosper. And prosper is like a command to do well. Thou shalt do well. In, in uh, 3 John 2, it says to prosper, thou shalt do well. I want you to do well in your marriage, do well in your finances, do well in your health, to do well. That's God's plan for you, is to prosper and succeed in all that you, that you do. To meditate the word of God. That what, what it's saying is, is that uh, the translation that, that it may not cease coming out of your mouth but you shall, but you should talk to yourself day and night, confessing, talking to yourself. Joshua told, or God told Joshua that prosperity, good success comes from thinking properly and then using right words when you talk to yourself. That's how prosperity comes. That's how you enhance the quality of your life, good success, thinking properly and using right words. We know our words are powerful. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You eat the fruit of what you say. And we all know, we've all said things that hurt people. So we know the power of words, right? You know, in, 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 right now I've been teaching our guys, I'm, I'm writing a new book called Creating Your Own Economy because, you know, they're talking about recession and gas prices and interest rates. And I'm like, you know, here's, here's the thing. We don't have to participate in that uh, because we don't live by Earth's economy. We live by a different economy, the kingdom economy. And so God's already given us the principles to operate in. And, and so our words, you know, oh, did you hear about the recession? I choose not to participate. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to say that with my word. No, I'm not, I'm not. Well, what about the gas prices? They're getting, I said, I don't know. God said to supply all my needs. If I need gas, I just pull in and get gas. But it's two cents cheaper. Wait, I don't, I, God said to supply all my needs. He didn't tell me which gas station to go to. He just said, get, if I need gas, he'll give me. I don't care if it goes to $10 a gallon, he'll still give me, or, or liters or whatever y'all have over here. Wish everyone would get on board with that gallons thing we've been kidding. Words are powerful. Heard about a couple 25-year wedding anniversary. They went uh, to get away. They went to the same place they'd went on their honeymoon 25 years earlier. They uh, got the same hotel, got the same suite. 25 years now they've been together. They're just reminiscing. I mean, yeah, they had some ups and downs 25 years, but they were still together. That night, they got back to the room. The husband kind of laid his head back in his wife's lap, and she was running her fingers through his hair, you know, what he had left. Um, 25 years, you know, and 
he had his glasses on. She took his glasses off and she looked at him. She said, you know, honey, without your glasses on, you look like the man I married 25 years ago. He looked back up at her and he said, you know, honey, without my glasses on, Okay, you, some of y'all get that later. I'm just saying, your words are powerful. That's all I'm trying to tell you. So, I mean, th this whole truth about the conversation, right, that you have, the conversation with yourself, it's confirmed in uh, uh, Proverbs 21, verse 5. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to what? Plentiness. So proper self-talk and, and thinking properly on a continual basis will Will, has the power to produce plenty in your life, plentiness in your life. Your thoughts can produce plenty or your thoughts can produce lack. That all depends on how you think, what you think, how you think. And so you, you see why it's so important that you mind your head, right? So important that you watch your thoughts. Health and prosperity depend on how you, how you think. That scripture I mentioned, 3 John uh, one, uh, third John two, third John verse two. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way, and that your body may keep well. That's part of our job too. I've been getting convicted on that a little bit myself lately. Your body's a temple. I'm, I'm building a mega church up here right now, and I gotta, I gotta slow down. My wife told me that day, she said, honey, you don't work. You have got the body of a God. I was like, thanks, babe. She said, she said yeah, Buddha. Not, that, wasn't, that wasn't kind, not kind words. But um, that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. Now that word soul is where we get the word psychic or psychedelic or uh, uh, psyche. And it means the seat of our feelings, right? Desires, affections, emotions. So in the, in the other words, your mind, right? So the Bible say your soul is, is talking about your mind. So it gives us the revelation, the good health and the degree to which we prosper are connected to proper thinking and declaration, um, uh, or, or uh, yeah, yeah, our declaration. So number one, what was number one again? Okay, y'all yeah, are good class. Number two is what? All right, let me give you the, the, the last one, then we'll jump off this next, uh, tomorrow night. Uh, meditation, meditation. So you gotta, it's just training your mind to consistently focus your thoughts on the good and the godly. Keep your mind focused, God who wants only the very best for you, right? What does he tell us in uh, Philippians chapter four? Philippians chapter four, verse eight. Dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Look, you know that's important if he's like, hey, wait, one more thing. I almost, I can't forget this. One final thing. It's pretty important. It's like the last thing here. What? Fix your thoughts on what's true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent it's one thing I so honor about your pastors in this church, the heart of excellence and the spirit of excellence that they do think. We're supposed to think about things that are excellent and worthy of, of praise. So God and life will give you 
what you think about most often. Ephesians 3.20, I love it in the, in, the, in, the, in the Amplified Bible, they'll put it up here. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly. That's just a great word right there, isn't it? Say that with me, say super abundantly. That's just kind of a fun word to say, super abundantly. God will do super, but more than we could ever, more than we could dare ask or what? There's that word, think, think. More than we could think, infinitely beyond our greatest uh, prayers, hopes, dreams, according to the power that is at work within us. Now, usually it's not, it's not what we, listen, listen, it's not, it's not what we ask God for, but rather what we think about is what we get. God does for you and allows you to have super abundantly above all that you ask or think. It's not just what you're thinking about for the two minutes you pray. Just think about this. You're believing for your marriage to be restored, right? And you pray. You pray. Pray for 10 minutes about it, right? But then the other 23 hours and 50 minutes of that day, all you think about is how it's never going to happen. They're never going to change. My marriage is always going to be like that. It's been like this. You can pray for an hour for your healing. Believe, ask God, pray for an hour. But the other 23 hours, you think, man, this pain, I'm just going to have to learn to deal with it. It's just all. So what you think about, what you're thinking about when you ask God for something beneficial in prayer, what are you doing the other 20-something hours of the day? Because God has made promises and provision for you to be blessed in every area of your life, right? He's made the promises. So you've got to develop the habit of thinking that God wants to freely give you everything that Jesus already died to provide for you. And he has paid way too high of a price for you to miss out on all the benefits. Well, I'm going to heaven. Great. But he, died. he paid way too high of a price just for you to go to heaven. He paid for your, he paid for your healing, right? With the stripes, not just stripes. We just think of some little red welts on his back. But what they dug into his back and ripped He did that for you, so you didn't have to be sick anymore. The thorn on his head, could you imagine the pressure? So you could be free from mental illness and stress and anxiety and all. He's already paid the price for all that. He paid way too high of a price just for us. Just to, You got to understand that if you don't think blessed, if you don't think healed, if you don't think joy, you can't receive what he's provided for you no matter how much you need it or want it or desire it. It's the power that is working in us. I always thought, well, that's the Holy Spirit, but it's the God-given ability to choose what you think about. What you think about and how, and how you think. Your mindset matters. Oh my goodness, that time went really fast. I gotta tell less jokes tomorrow. This guy wanted to go on a, uh, wanted to come to America. Now this, 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 this is a story, it's not a joke. 
wanted to come to America years ago. Couldn't afford a, a, a plane ticket and uh, finally had saved up enough money to get a ticket on this boat, right? Boat was going to America, so he got on the boat and he, uh, he packed a little bit of bread in, in a jar with some water in it and just so that he could ration. He didn't have enough money for food or anything like that, just barely had enough money to get a ticket on the boat. So he purchased the ticket and he began to travel to America. The first day, if you've ever been on a, on a cruise or on a boat, you know, they got just tables of food. I mean, just buffets of food. Well, he went up and he saw all the food. Everyone was getting ready to eat and he didn't have enough money for the food or anything. So he went back down to his little cabin and he had a little bit of bread and a little bit of water just to get by. And the next morning is breakfast and there was, and he looked in. I mean, this had went on for two or three days. The captain noticed, he said, young man, he said, I, I noticed something. I noticed you keep coming in here. You keep looking in and you see all that's prepared. You see all that's here, but you never go in and have any of it. He said, can I ask you why? He said, well, Captain, when I purchased my ticket on this boat, I didn't have enough money uh, for food or anything extra. I just barely had enough money to get the ticket so that I could come to America. And, And the captain said, young man, he said, didn't you realize when you purchased your ticket that all the food was included? When Jesus died for you, he purchased the ticket. And everything you need's already been included in the ticket. And some of you are down there with your little, bo- little water, a little bit of bread, just off, oh, I could just get by. When he's like, I've already spread a table full of everything that you have need of. But it's up to you to go in and receive it. Oh, goodness. Your meditation becomes your manifestation. You'll experience success or failure, blessings or curses, depending on what you think about. Ah, we'll have to get into this. Even the word repent, you know, even the word repent means to think differently. All right, I gotta just close this. Can I pray for you? Did y'all get anything out of this tonight? This help you at all tonight? Father, I thank you for your word tonight. Lord, I thank you that the rest of our life really really can be the best of our life, that our, our best days are still in front of us. And Lord, even in this room tonight where we've been taught the word of God, or we still have battles that we're facing and things that we, we may be struggling against, and, and how do we take power and, and, and authority in our, in our mind? Lord, I thank you that you're gonna help us to learn that. And, Thank you for listening to this session of Come Celebrate. We hope you enjoyed.